0: Good morning, Rock Bible Church. Can you say I love Camp Rock? I love Camp Rock. All right, good. We've we've gotten through the interactive portion of the morning. Very excited. Uh, there's something about an empty room with zero decoration and no one like starting maybe later tonight and then tomorrow the place is it's there's gonna bomb's gonna go off in here. It's going to be all kinds of stuff. good news we're going to leave it up so next Sunday you'll get to see what the kids experienced all week and how hard your volunteers worked hopefully many of it many of them are you so uh, please be praying for that for sure and Doug, you know go do the surgery two weeks you should be better right That's what they said something like that two weeks to slow the spread yeah, Wait too soon. Um, see if they can fix some more stuff while you're in there. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy, enjoy your church that your pastor is nicer to you than he is to Doug. (laughs) Right. So, um, it's good to have all of you here. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, we're, we're continuing in our series in the book of Samuel. Does anybody know what Samuel means? What she yeah. said, yeah, um, it's 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 actually a little bit confusing because it's a compound word. You know, when you have a contraction, you know, or a compound word, right? Prenatal, right? Oh, you put so, two things together, and prenatal—it's two different things, right? Um, Samuel is same thing, and the the L at the end. Here's here's a little fun fact for any of your Hebrew studies, because you're all into it, right? Just haven't failed to register for the Hebrew class yet at the seminary? Huh. If there's an L at the end of a First Testament book, right, Old Testament, then it's, it's probably a Hebrew word, and the L represents how? What's L short for? Elohim. Elohim. There we go. Fernando wins. There you go. So Elohim, it's God, and then the first Sam, what is that? Where does that come from? Well, it comes from one of two options of a, of a Hebrew stem. One is uh, Shem, and the other is Shem. Like that? Like those two? <clears throat> one is name, name God, or name of God. Or named after God. It would be a pretty cool name for Samuel since Hannah prayed for a son and wasn't having one and finally God gives her a son and she says, oh, I'm going to name him after God. You know, that would be a good dude. Shema is the other one. It's hear. Hear God. Or hears. God. Or sometimes they, they reverse the order of the noun and the verb. We, we In English we go noun and then we go verb, right? He went. He noun. Went. Verb. Sometimes they flip that. And if you flip that hear God or hears God it might mean for us in English God hears. Ooh, well Hannah prayed and God heard her so, which one is it? Samuel, hears God, God hears, or name of God, name by God, name of God? Both. all of the. We'll take the top seven. <laughs> Pat, you know. Um, and I was, I was thinking of that this week. Uh, what we do when we come here, we, we get to do name of God. Like, who is he? We get to be named and understand how we're named by God. How he owns us, he made us that's how we identify we also get to hear God and God gets to hear us like wow that's fun Uh, and both are going to be in question today with David 1st Samuel chapter 21 because I think I'm not sure what he's doing in this chapter anybody have a guess he's running yeah with a pack his whole troop is with him how's he running by himself? guys are amazing. You guys did your homework or you read pre-read? All right, let's pray and then we'll, uh, we'll jump in. Lord, thanks for this morning and um, that you have a name. We have a name that we can hear you. You can hear us. All of the different options of how this could play out. Thank you for what we're going to see this morning in your word. May we see it. May each of us see general stuff. That all should see, and then may each of us see individual stuff that might be you pressing on us individually a little. Pray that that happens this morning, in honor of your son, and guidance of your spirit to your glory and honor. Amen. 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 First Samuel chapter twenty one. Uh, Dan, <coughs> David is um, David's on the run. And Saul wants to kill him. If you've missed any of the previous, you can go uh, online, you can listen to the podcast or find our YouTube page and watch any of them. They're all up there. Uh, but Saul's tried to kill him at least two times that we know of. We would count more if you consider throwing him out to battle and a bunch of times and hoping that the foreign army kills him. So um, we've had multiple attempts, and he's, he's finally on the run, figured out this isn't working. The problem is is he's gaining all this support. One, uh, Saul's son, the king's son, has decided to side with David. So he's got the son on his side. Then the king's daughter is given to him in marriage. He marries Mikal, I think is the way I tried to pronounce it. Um, so he's got the daughter and the son both on his side. He's he's developing a following, but maybe the most important support he's got is from Samuel, who parades him out in front of the people of Israel and says, "This is your future king." Anoints him with oil. And yet, when when was that going to happen? Or can we do that before lunch? No days. Weeks, months, years are going by, and it's like, when's this going to happen? Uh, last week we talked about hiding, harm, and patience. And how do you do that equation? That's what David's trying to figure out. This week, he's he's uh, one of the things you do when you're hiding and in harm's way, and you're trying to be patient. You book it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna exit the scene because I got I I need a break. I need rest. I need some distance between me and whatever's coming after me. That whole thing. Okay. Um, this is what's gonna happen, and he's gonna end up in Nob. How do you know? Well, David came to Nob to Ahimelech the priest. He showed up with the priest. What's who's the priest represent? God. Okay, so he's probably in like a synagogue type or at least worship environment, know that there's a whole bunch of priests there. In fact, we're going to find out next chapter, there's at least 85. So we're not just, you know, I, I swung by Scott's office to see if he was available. No, it's, it's more like you showed up at the seminary and you've got all these people, you know, and, and dedicated to the Lord. Um, who, who's he searching for? He wants to hear God, or he wants God to hear him, right? That's kind of what's going on here with, with David. And Ahimelech came to meet David trembling. That's kind of an interesting word. you got the future king showing up at your place. He's married to the princess. He's buddies with the prince, anointed by Samuel. Why, why would you be afraid? He's, David has traveled a ways from center of all this. And has news traveled fast? What's he know? He, he knows Saul's after him and what do I do? And watch what he says. Uh, why are you alone? And no one with you. You know, back in those days, it's not like you, you pull up in your mid-size SUV and kind of surprised. If you knocked on somebody's door today, they they didn't see you coming, right? If you just show up at somebody's house and knock on their door, which by the way is really really fun. <laughs> it's great. I'm I'm I've been doing this more um, because no one expects it, right? They don't see you coming. You're you're driving in a car. 25 miles an hour at the minimum in the residential everything else is faster than that you can get from dublin to over here and in front of somebody's house and then boom you just show up ding 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 and they're like wait usually it's is there an emergency What's what's going on right you didn't call ahead none of that stuff back in those days if somebody's coming you can see the dust way down the road slowly building right you can see them walk it's in a, oh my gosh they walk really slow <laughs> when are they going to get here and when he sees them coming he's like looking around where's everybody else and by the time he gets there that's why he's trembling david who's supposed to have support and be next king and 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 blessed by god and all this stuff he's showing up solo whoops it'd be like somebody showing up at the family event you know it's Thanksgiving dinner and and Juan shows up by himself Whoa, whoa whoa where's your wife and your kids what's going on oh they're just in the car but we had to drive two cars then that's one thing otherwise what's the scary version we're separated or we had an argument or she kicked me out I mean that gets scary right so Ahimelech's like, hey, 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 why are you alone? What's he asking? He's kind of asking a more general question. H- how'd you get here? What transpired? What did you do? <laughs> right? Is there guilt? Is there accident? Pull back the mystery. I think this is a great question. Why are you alone? Why is no one with you? Fast forward, 2023, replace David with you. When you get yourself in a scenario, these are great questions to ask, why are you alone? Why is no one with you? You ever been on the wrong side of an argument? You you, you be ever had an infirmity, sickness, and illness? You you ever been socially ostracized? You ever been posted about on social media? That's a fun one. You ever been depressed, frustrated, afraid? might ask yourself how did I get here how did you get here because there were things that led to it and now let me uh, let me let you off the hook you're not strong enough powerful enough have enough influence you're not good enough you're not great enough you're not important to be responsible for the whole of your condition Well, it sounded kind of nice and kind of mean at the same time. Which one was it? It's both. David has to be thinking. Ahimelech wants to know, how is it that we arrived at this place? If you're supposed to be king, if you've got support, if God's on your side, why is it that I feel alone? Why is it that I'm frustrated? Why is it that I want to be alone? I mean, there's a question. And we got to get outside of our own head sometimes and quit navel gazing, oh, what was me? And look up and say, where's my people? Where's my help? A couple weeks ago, I, I, I made the statement that majority of the time, everything comes from outside of you. And we got a sickness in modern Western culture, it's called humanism. <laughs> which is a joke, it means it started back in the garden with Adam and Eve, where we think the whole world centers around, ta-da! the pastor, Scott, no, no, yourself, right? I was, I was amazed, at they were teaching this concept at the seminary, and they said, hey, get out a map of the world. I was like, what, we're in seminary, we're, we're doing geography now? Map of the world. The world wasn't around back in the seminary or Bible times, First Testament, Old Testament, New Testament. It, there was, it was all Palestine area. Maybe a little Egypt, maybe a little Turkey. We went over to Rome, maybe a little. There's a, there's really, Why do I need a whole map of the world? The seminary professor goes, no, pull it out. <laughs> What's dead center in our map? Estados Unidos? United States is the dead center of the map. What's wrong with that picture? Why, why is it dead center of the map? Because you're in the U.S. <laughs> and he asked the question, we think it's about us. Go over to Europe and find some other country. Where, where's the middle of their map? I mean, most of them, <laughs> I'm leaving that one alone. <laughs> For most other people's maps, the U.S. is way out on the edge. Because they think they're the center. we got to get over that disease. we got to get to the point where we start asking, what else is going on here? And what's the deeper question? I mean, why are you alone? Why is no one with you? We dig down, drill out, move a bunch of the boulders out of the way to get to a real issue. Where's God in this? I made the point recently... In David's conversation with Jonathan, what was Jonathan saying consistently at least 12 times in the passage? What was the word he used? Lord. Lord. It's like, where's God in this? It's a great introduction, and I fear, because it's one verse, when we read, we just whew, read over it. Oh, he met, he met him elect. And Ahimelech said, hi, let's move on. No, there's more going on here. I love it because it's a great devotional question for us. David said to Ahimelech the priest, the king has charged me with the matter and said to me, let no one know anything of the matter about which I send you and with which I've charged you. I've made an appointment with the men. I've made an appointment with the young men for such and such a place. What did he just do? I'm on a secret mission from God. (laughs) I can't tell you or I'd have to kill you. I'm going to meet some more people later. So we're going to solve the alone thing. He kind of addresses the alone thing. But I can't tell you what I'm doing or where I'm going or when or how. What's he just done? He stiff-armed the priest, right? Back off, buddy. No questions. And then and then he told him the absolute truth, didn't he? That was sarcasm. Was that a lie? hes It's the major stretch of the truth, right? Did Saul send him on a mission? Well, inadvertently, he made him run for his life. Well, see, I can justify it. It's Saul's fault that I'm running. Wait a minute. And what I want you to see very difficult for us in this passage David is going to dance around the truth and not necessarily in it you know dangerous hey I, I something's going on can't tell you that's why I'm by myself blah 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 oh and by the way what, what do you have on hand give me five loaves of bread or whatever's here you got any food I'm hungry right which, which should send off an alarm. Wait, if you're on a mission from the king, he gave you no provisions? You're hungry? This, this is not adding up. My guess is Ahimelech is still trembling. Priests answer, David, I have no common bread on hand, but there is holy bread. There's holy bread they would put out on the altar. It would sit there all week, and then they'd swap it out on the Sabbath with fresh hot loaves. Two rows of seven. Excuse me, Did I say seven. Yeah, two rows of six. Sorry, two piles. It's either piles or rows. They argue about that. Do we argue at this church? It was piles or rows. Which one? Both. I don't know. Not important. But this stuff is uh, dedicated to who? David, the king. Ahimelech? God. Ahimelech gets it later. When they replace it, then then the priest gets to eat the old bread, right? Imagine that's your job. <laughs> you get bread, but only seven day old bread. Enjoy. <laughs> um, he says it is holy bread. If you're if your young men have kept themselves from women, we don't want to desecrate the bread. We don't wanna and and I, I wonder if Ahimelech's really asking that question. Like, wait a minute, David, eh, this is holy bread. And he, a, he wants to ask a warrior if he's abstained from women. I think he might be getting at, like, let's find an excuse for you not to touch the holy bread, right? Let's, let's, let's protect what's holy. David answered the priest, Well, truly, women have been kept from us as always. When I go on a mission, when I go on expedition, the vessels of the young men are holy even when it's an ordinary journey. And you I just told you we're on a special journey. So how much more today would their vessels be holy? Women? Oh, we never touch women. <laughs> now, I think he's dancing around the truth on this one. We have no proof, so we're going to move on. right? But it's shady at least. So the priest gave him the holy bread. Whoops! For there was no bread there but the bread of the presence, which is removed from them before the Lord and replaced by hot bread on the day that is taken away. Ooh. Does this sound off? Watch the next sentence. Now, a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord. As if maybe God kept him there. His name was Dog. It's probably Doeg, but we like Dog, <laughs> right? Somebody let the Dog out. Um, the Edomite, the chief of Saul's herdsmen. Ooh. A pair of those two. Shady story, and now we got a witness, and not just a witness, a witness of the king who's trying to kill you. Now watch, they're going to absolutely change gears again. Because we get to verse 8. And David said to Ahimelech, wait, what happened? you just introduced dog. What? Now we're back to David talking to Ahimelech? Where'd dog go? They, they put him outside for a minute. Joking. Um, uh, he's going to show up next chapter. Plays a major role. It's going to be awesome. Right? Spoiler alert. Uh, then David said to Ahimelech, Uh, Then have you here a spear or a sword at hand? I, I need a weapon. I need food. I need a weapon. He's restocking. For I brought neither my sword nor my weapons with me because the king's business required, hey, I had to leave so fast that I brought nothing with me. Sounds like some of my trips. I'm that guy. When it's time to go on vacation or time to leave, it's like, dude, get in the car. If we don't have it, we'll buy it when we get there or we'll skip it. I don't care. Just get out of here. Right? Now, problem is that's not what happened. Not really. I mean, he was just sitting in a field talking to Jonathan with bows and arrows, right? He could have took that with him, the whole thing. He He's just dancing around the truth. Right? And the priest said, well, there is a sword. Remember that guy, Goliath, that you killed? I got his sword, Goliath of the Philistines, whom you Struck down in the valley of Elah. Behold, it's here wrapped in cloth behind the ephod. If you take that, take it for there's none here but that. That's, that's all we got is that sword. Now, what's the problem with this? He's going to take the weapon of some other country, he's going to take a weapon of God's enemy, he's going to take a weapon that he defeated. How do he defeat the sword? miracle shot no does this guy have a weapon sling anytime he wants yet now I'm going to start using the enemy's weapon am I taking it as like a prize as like a trophy or I'm just going to take it so I can walk around with a sword and look tough boy now we're more than dancing around truth we're we're dancing around shady I think he's running on his own alone. And now he's doing stuff. It's, it's questionable at best. We see that. Don't do that. Right. David said, there's none like that sword. Remember, he was like 10 foot. tall. Oh, that's a huge. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. Oh, come on. That's there's no better sword, which is terrible. Right. And David rose and fled that day from Saul. David rose and fled. That's where we, that's, he's running, right? Saul's not there, but he's just going to keep running and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And uh, servants of Achish said to him, um, Is not this David the king of the land? Ooh, news has traveled even farther. They know he's supposed to be king. Did they not sing to one another of him in dances? Saul has struck down his thousands and David his ten thousands. Do they know exactly who he is? Yeah, and he shows up well fed with Goliath's sword. I mean, it's almost like he's name dropping. Marching into town. David took these words to heart and was much afraid of Achish, the king of God. Why is he afraid? he will be found out. They know who he is and everybody knows that Saul's after him and he's like, ah, uh, this isn't working. Yeah, maybe he should have left a sword. David took these words to heart and verse 13, so he changed his behavior. That's a sentence right there for us. You change your behavior? When do you change your behavior? This is... Um, this passage was is rough. Like Julie, this week we ha- this discussion happened in our house. Why is the sermon prep taking so long this week? Now she never bugs me about this stuff, and I was explaining because this this passage is rough. It's all over the place. Uh, there's no black and white. It's all gray. And trying to figure it out, right, because he's dancing around the truth, and you know he's with God, but he's doing weird stuff, and who knows how this is going to play, right? Changed his behavior before them and pretended to be insane. (laughs) Oh, now that sounds like fun. And uh, uh, insane in their hands and made marks on the doors of the gate, he started doing graffiti, you don't write on other people's gates and let spittle run down his beard. <laughs> Starts drooling on himself, right? <laughs> Wandering, you know, he probably threw in a limp in there somewhere. I mean, I, if I was him, I would have been having fun with this. What's he trying to do? Throw him off, right? Act like he's crazy. And it works. key said to his servants, behold, you see, this man is mad. The title of the sermon this morning was almost running mad, but I couldn't do it. Um, why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen? <laughs> it's a great line that you've brought this fellow to behave as a madman in my presence. I mean, shall this fellow come into my house? Like, wh- Don't let him in. Right Now, is the discussion, are we turning David over to Saul? Is, are we afraid of David? Do we need to kill David? Uh, did his crazy behavior, did it work? Yeah, but was it right? I Don't answer that question. Let's start with this. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word. Amen. And then let's figure out what it means later. <laughs> when? Anybody want to take a shot? You want to preach on this? Where do you you go with this? When you're running alone, what do you pay attention to? Because this is, it's muddy water. It's thin ice. Pick your analogy. It's not like you're going into a surgery with a sure outcome. Which you are. Sure outcome. (laughs) 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 When you're running alone, know this. Because I think this is one of the things that comes out. And it's yet to show us how it comes out. But it's screaming this loud and clear, and we're going to see it play out probably later. Your actions matter. If you're, if you're unclear on what the answer is, if you're unclear on the direction, pick a course of action, but know that your actions matter. Because who's he just drawn in to his little path? I mean, there's, there's really only one person in this story, Right? David, he's running. We don't actually hear from Saul. By the way, do we mention God in this passage ever? You're, you're not really sure. The word Lord is used, okay? But it's not like God's speaking or they talk about God speaking or direct. It's just, David's the only one in the story. Yes? Wrong. Who'd he go see? Ahimelech. Who'd he just drag in? Your actions matter. They're going to affect other people. You can walk around acting insane and it may work out for you. It may not. You can go around playing with the enemy's weapon and it may work out for you or it might get you in trouble. Which one, we don't know because we get to the end of the chapter and it doesn't tell us. It's just like that God to put us in a course of action and then delay the outcome i'll tell you later when later what about now and god just chops off the w you ever you you ever done that one we're so infected with now we need to learn how to chop off the w When you chop off the W from now, what do you get? Well, you get a stronger arm from chopping it, right? But what do you get? You know, most of the time now should be a no. Why? Well, there's a 17-part series on why that's true. Let's just understand that if you play with now too much and fail to come up with no in the moment, there's a bigger no later. Right? Have you seen it? It's everywhere. It's the most obvious thing ever. We have people doing things contrary to God's principles and precepts. Why'd you say it that way, Scott? Because you don't like the word rules or commandments. Because you're all oppositionally defiant. Joking. Joking just me, <laughs> kind of, but we go and we do other stuff and we pursue now and the whole thing and we think, oh, I'll fix it later or God will work it out. Mm, yeah, but he might give you a bunch of no's along the way. How's David doing in the story? You want to be him? Not me. I think I'd rather pastor Rock Bible Church and try to parent three kids and and be a semi-good husband. I want to move up from semi-average to semi-good, right? I, I got enough watching that. I, I don't want to be there. I don't want to have to pick new actions. I don't want to have to fake crazy just to survive. I don't want to have to lie to people or dance around the truth. I want to live in common sense. I want to stand before the Lord and go, all right, what's next? And who do you want with me? why are you running alone if you're running alone you gotta ask that question that Himalaya's asked at the very beginning what actions got you here wait a minute scott earlier you said that i'm not responsible for my condition i baited you a little didn't i are you responsible for your condition or are you not responsible for your condition both. it's both your actions matter. Now, will God have actions in this? Absolutely. Will other people have action in it? Absolutely. And some of it would be a mystery. And God will walk you down a little path just to mess with you a little bit, smack you around and whoa, maybe get you off your balance. So you go, okay, I'm not going that way. Maybe I'll go over here. Why would he do that? Who knows? Maybe when I was over here losing my balance and it affected them and they made them think about something because they were going to go do something else that he wanted them to do. There was some kind of influence because my actions matter. And now that that's done, now I'm going to go over here and maybe I picked up something from them. I mean, because these three ladies are great, right? If you're around them, you're always going to pick up something good. And then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to use it for something else. How about we stop asking the question? Why does he do this? What is His will? When will I experience it? What? Nothing questions? How about pick an action and start doing it? How about read like, okay, don't do this action. Do this action. Don't do that action. Only do this action on Sundays. How about you start following some of those things? And prove that. How about how about rather than that be a statement of truth, how about that be a suggestion? Whoa. Your actions matter? When I say it like that, it's a question? Now what do you gotta do? It's like wait a minute, it's a question. Oh. He's put the ball in my court. Now I get to I get to decide? Huh. I'm gonna juggle that ball around in uh, my court for a bit and decide if I like that. Oh, you know it's interesting? Most of the stuff I find in the Bible, um, uh, lots of commands, yes, but when I when I treat them as suggestions that were God saying, "Hey, don't murder," I take that and say, "Oh, you're know, to tell me I can't murder anybody? I'm taking away all my fun, right?" Let me think about that a little bit. And then you think about it, which, by the way, I've never thought about it. <laughs> this is a silly example to prove a point. You, you think about it for a little while and you realize, oh, yeah, actually, that makes a lot of sense. And I watch someone else who murders and say, well, what happened over there? Let's analyze this scenario. <laughs> bad, 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 worse. Heck of a lot of no's over there. How much do my actions matter? To whom do my actions matter? How long will they matter? To what extent will they matter? How about we can never answer any of those questions, so let's just monitor the actions. Because the matter part of that statement is up to the big guy. You know what's cool about this? If you try to do the right thing, because here's the thing, David, is he, is he trying to do the king thing? that God, he's, he's vaguely trying to do that. He's trying to stay alive. Is God working with him? You kind of have to say yes. Spoiler alert, that's how the book's going to end. God's going to work with him, is, and he's going to become king, right? He's going to have a kid named Solomon. And I mean, the, the line's going to go through. Him. I mean, it's, God's going to work with him. But weren't some of his actions shady or weird or I don't want to answer? Yeah. But what do you get from that? Starts with fur and ends with dumb. And there's some E's in the middle. You get freedom out of that. What? what? How do I get freedom out of that? You can mess up. But what's your intent? You can fail. You can do damage. And can he still work with you? Yes. But we got to be careful. we got to be careful. Now, I um, honestly, the whole David thing in this chapter, I, I think it's very vague and hard to do. Right? I know that his actions matter. And then I know this, too. There's always eyes on you. There's always eyes eyes on you someone is always watching and I, I hate this I hate this Julie and I go out to dinner in Danville sometimes why so we don't see any of you <laughs> I just want to go out to dinner with my wife she wants to go out to dinner with her husband and we walk into places around here and either through her school contacts or my church and then there's soccer and then there's all this other stuff and it's like we always run into somebody like what and somebody's always watching is that a good thing or a bad thing (laughs) i told story uh a sermon ago or two about getting on a plane and the guy sitting next to me going oh yeah was that your funeral that you did for kristen whoa it happened yesterday again i so (coughs) as a pastor always have to do the wedding right Yesterday, I attended a wedding. I was one of you yesterday. I just attended a wedding. I showed up. I sat down. At the end, I got up and I left. That was it. Had some food. Smiled. It was great. We sat down at this table and I was sitting with uh, well, some couples you might not know from uh, amateur days when the kids were in school and the whole thing. I'm talking to them and the whole thing. And this other ladies sitting kind of over here. And we're talking and the whole thing, and, da, 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 and we're talking about all this stuff. And I try to keep a low profile. Uh, Julie wasn't with me, so I was lacking adult supervision. So I was just trying to be on my best behavior, you know, this whole thing. And at one point, she's like, yeah, I actually know you. What? Yeah, you're Scott. I was like, oh, I can't hide. I thought I was in a random Random wedding with a bunch of people I didn't know, way down in Paso Robles. I'm like, outside. It's, I'm three hours away. It's safe, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I know you. I was like, really? From what? Water polo. <gasps> oh, that's right. Marissa did that for a couple cups of coffee. <laughs> and she, I said, y- your daughter was. On the water polo, Yeah, she was, you know, played this. And you were the announcer for the game sometimes. And I was like, oh, I can't. Oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> right? There's somebody always watching. It doesn't matter where you go, what you do. Why does that matter? Go back to, 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 uh, to number one, right? Number two is important because the number one. You know what verse seven is? In the middle of this long story, right in the middle, they drop, probably Samuel, they think Samuel might have wrote it, but then there's two other prophets that they argue may have also helped write it, so we're not going to get into authorship. But whoever wrote it dropped a, one little sentence in the middle. By the way, dog the Edomite was there. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That dog's going to come back to bite him? It's going to be awesome. It's next week. You're going to love it. Okay? Um, But there's always eyes on you. Which eyes? (laughs) No way to know. It could be some random guy at a plane, some wonderful lady at a reception. It could be any. Where where are the eyes that really matter, though? God. See, God's not in this passage very much in first person or, or even in reference very much but who do we know is watching? When he picks up that sword and walks out with the enemy's sword, who's watching? When he shows up in front of that other king, who's watching? Is he with him along the way? Yeah. The biggest indictment of me feeling awkward about a guy on a plane or a lady at a reception is I thought those were important wait, well, every person is important, Scott. What's my point? I should have already been thinking that his eyes are always watching me. I should be acting like he's always sitting next to me. The Lord, that is, just to get, not the dude on the plane. (laughs) The Lord, right? There are always eyes on you. Last is this um fugitives is he a fugitive yes. he kind of is isn't he does it make you like him a little more this great king of israel's history the greatest king of all time who built the temple and da, da, da. And yet he had some some uh well some some rough stories some rough times anybody else had rough times oh none of you okay just me and david then right um i love that there's gonna be times where you're a fugitive You're going to feel like a fugitive. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Maybe you feel it, maybe you don't. There's times you're on the run. There's times that you feel alone. And what do we sing? Instead of running away, we run where? Home. Okay. Pretty sure God wanted us to sing that that today based on the passage today. But fugitives and the faithful is there a difference between the faithful and the fugitive yeah are there similarities yeah what's what's the one of the differences is perspective intent are, are you trying to run home or are you just trying to run away how amazing is it that we sang that song today <laughs> right are, are you just running away because i think the one thing the saving grace for me in this story because he eats the bread of the present takes it out of the the loaves. Come on. The saving grace in this is it seems like David, as much as he is a fugitive, he's trying to be faithful. And in the midst of all the shades of what's going on and the truth that he's dancing around, who do I trust? Who do I not? Do I need to act insane for a little bit? In the midst of all this, I hope you can feel the thread of him saying, ah, I gotta stick around to fulfill this thing he called kingship later, and I, I'm confused out of my mind as to how that's gonna happen. But I gotta go with it somehow. You know, earlier a few minutes ago, I was joking about how I don't wanna be David in this. I'd just rather pastor and parent and spouse, right? You know, that's not as bad as the other thing that I don't wanna be in David. Rather than going through all those things and having to act crazy, I don't want to be in the place where I'm having to question pretty much everything and feeling lost and feeling, I don't want to be in that place anymore. And that can be avoided. How do you avoid it? Act like a faithful rather than a fugitive. Act like you're trying to pursue it. Use His name. Maybe if you don't even feel like it, Pray. When you've forgotten to for a while or whatever. I mean, folks, this happens to the best of us, right? And you can can accidentally wander into fugitive land where you're just running. Or you can run with purpose. I did something to my hip somewhere in this region. They can't figure it out. We've taken x-rays. It happened... Way back, maybe a little pre-May, but there's been a lot of driving back and forth when you go down to take your daughter out of school and then bring her back and move stuff two times and then you, you go up to Oregon, you go down to Mexico and you're sitting there and all this. And I've, I've done drugs, I've done chiropractor, I've done masseuse, I, I, all this and not, it's just like, right? What have I done? A lot? How many different avenues have I chased? You know what? I smacked myself in the head the other day. What have I failed to do for two months? You moron. You teach this stuff on site. So you stand up here. You're supposed to be. Well, let's just not answer that question, right? And and yet I, I wandered into fugitive status by thinking, I gotta fix this. You know? Do you know why that stool's over there? In case the excitement and adrenaline of what I'm doing right now wears off, and I'm just like, I gotta sit down. (laughs) You know? We have to figure out how to be faithful and remember that, right? Because um, both fugitives and the faithful look mad. (laughs) You look mad. Angry mad? crazy. Crazy mad insane in the membrane insane in the no one thank you my goodness okay all of you have to study 80s and 90s rap before next sunday okay no um you (laughs) that's my homie right there um all these different verses whether you're a fugitive and you're running or you're a faithful and you're running toward him with purpose and direction, you're going to look a little crazy. And you're going to feel a little crazy. Because it will never always make sense. Wait, did you just double absolute us? It'll never always make sense? There will always be questions. There will always be gray areas. There will always be variables. That's why we call it Faith. See, I told you. You need to hang around. The ladies over here, you pick stuff up. Okay? The righteous shall live by faith. And what is faith? Book of, I believe it's Hebrews. That's, Gene will correct me on this. Faith is the belief in things hoped for and the assurance of things not yet seen. Now we say unseen, depending on your translation. I like the not yet seen because it emphasizes what? It's not there. Do you guys ever do that? Not as, good as you. not as good as me. I've had a lot of practice. So, we're, we're at the um, reception yesterday, and this poor little girl, decked out in this dress, cutest little thing. And when I say little girl, like little, two ish, three ish, I'm not very good at judging ages anymore. My youngest is 19, so, right? And, and with the heat, full sun, 108 degrees. This kid comes into the reception hall and is just like, Wah! and just hits the floor. And seriously, I haven't seen one of these in a long time where the legs are going and the arms are going and the vocal cords are going. And I'm, I, I cracked a smile. I was like, oh, I missed those days. <laughs> this is the glory of God in, in my presence. And the poor dad, like, he walks in, and his whole side is... Dre- his shirt is a different color on this side than this side. It must have been the side he was holding her. He is poor guy, young guy, and he had to be in pain. I, I felt for him. And he's just standing there. She's flipping down there. And he's just looking the other way, just chilling. It's like adjusting his shirt, trying to figure out where's the ice water, you know. Just ignoring her. Mom she gets the prize (laughs) mom's the best because she had walked in just in front of him and so flip out's just kind of over here but just off the right shoulder back there dad's just made it in the door and he's adjusting and mom's just like bam i'm out (laughs) (laughs) across the room into the bathroom door shuts i was like oh glorious because they had a flashback Safeway, aisle six. Scotty, flipping out on the ground. And my mom just walked to another aisle, just left me there. And my dad, God love him, wow, you're really good at that. Do it again. And he left and went to another aisle. If you freak out too much, If you just do any old action, if you run like a fugitive, he will walk on you. He will not pick you up. He will let you scream, kick, and cry until you come to him. If you run like a faithful, he will snatch you up faster than you can start crying, and he will start to fix it. What's he want? Start with co op and eration. He wants a collaborative, intense, individual, interactive, inclusive relationship. He wants all the eyes. And most people, when they see it, they're going to be like, That dude's weird. She's crazy. What do you mean you have to go to church? What do you mean you need to pray about that first? What what do you mean you don't do that? Everybody does that. Why do you do that? I know nobody who does that. You're going to look crazy. What do you mean you're praying for the pastor's hip? He's got a problem, ma'am. Hips don't lie. <laughs> Just let him be. Right? Um, really, what I want you to see is, is it's confusing. I have yet to figure this whole thing out. Is that clear? I hope that's clear every Sunday. There are no experts on this stage. It doesn't happen. So you have to start coming up with a different definition of what does happen on the stage. What happens in this building? What more importantly, what happens in here and what happens in here? And I have zero influence over that. Praise God. He freed me. Now I can help. And I can pray. I can do all the things I want to do for you. I want to be a blessing to you. Amen. Amen but who do I want to be their own best blessing? Say me. 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 I was listening to um, Ed Noble of Journey Community Church in La Mesa, California. I actually absolutely love him. Uh, and I was listening to a podcast of his from years ago. And... He did not say this, but I got to give him credit because what he said inspired this idea in me. With God, you're either looking for an exit or you're looking for access. And I think that's what's going on with David in this passage. Rather than look for an exit like a fugitive, he's looking for access like a faithful. And he's doing a very poor job of being a faithful. And yet, somehow he's accomplishing it. Because Jesus, you familiar with this guy? He says in the New Testament, when they try to rebuke him for the uh, disciples doing something on the Sabbath, the Pharisees and the Sadducees come up and they're like, yeah, Sabbath, working on the Sabbath. Jesus like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. By the way, this is a paraphrase. You have no idea what you're talking about. Have you? Haven't you read that David took the bread of the presence on this and ate it and gave it to his men? <gasps> what? You have no idea. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. You know this whole thing. Jesus speaks about what David does in taking the consecrated bread that he was not supposed to, that there was a rule against, that the priest knew he shouldn't, and tried to come up with an excuse for him to go do something else. He took it anyways, and he ate it, and God used it anyway. And then, centuries later, Jesus on the scene saying, Yeah, that was good. It worked what how'd it work was he coming in there to profane the wasn't the temple but the synagogue was he going in there to take advantage of god or abuse the priest did he did he lie to the priest against the priest did he bear false witness against the priest i would argue no was it false? Yes. Was it a witness? Not at all. But was it against the priest? I don't think so. And I think that's where all of a sudden when we go back and we read Exodus chapter 20 where it says you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. It never says you shall not lie. What? Rahab lies to the people that come to the door. She protects the spies. You can find lies throughout the Bible that are somehow okay. That's just wrong. Mm, Or you're missing this idea of were they looking for access or were they looking for exit, escape. How are you pursuing the Lord? And that's, that's the big piece in it. Amen? Amen. Um, David's going to be around. It's going to be fun. I hope you'll hear it next week. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for giving us access. Thank you that we need not run alone. That we, when we're alone or afraid or whatever the negative condition is, we can ask the question, why am I this way? What is going on now? And you will answer. Pray, Lord, that you would help us to remember to pray remember to pursue you to look for ways to access you and then they can be unique to us we never need do it the same way as another person but we must do the same god and show us how to do that lord we thank you for camp rock what's coming up this week, we, we ask just your hand over it. Bless everyone involved. May it be an amazing week where people have intense individual interaction with you. Thank you for the offering that we're about to receive. Pray use it and bless it pray this all in your son's name. Amen.